What's up, fam? Hey, let's get this party started. Closing bell is approaching. We're about 17 minutes out away from the closing bell. And man, what a crazy day this ride has been, man. This market is actually kind of crazy today. We've been seeing a lot of movement in the market, and it's actually a good green day in the market. So let's uh, get directly down into what is really going on in the market today. We got some earning calls coming up, some big earning reports to look at forward to. The highlight of those being is Apple and Amazon as well. So we're going to get this thing staged up, ready to go, and lock and load it as like normal, like we always do around this time. Hey, man, as you welcome into the show, just go ahead and hit that like button so we can get this uh, broadcast out to as many po people as possible. We're going to check out the sticks. And I actually want to talk about what is going on with Lucid. Man, if you missed my mor morning live stream today, should have called it, man. We talked about this for a little bit here, and I actually charted out Lucid on the uh, fly during that morning's call today. And I'm going to break that down here in just one second as we grab more folks into the stream and get down to what's really going on in the market today. So some of the things that we're looking at today earlier, like I said, is Apple and Amazon are both reporting earnings today. Uh, we can just look at what we got is lined up for the lineup today. We'll just check that out real quick over at Earnings Whisper. We got Apple coming in today with earnings, Amazon coming in, Starbucks coming in, and United Steel Corp coming in as well. And then we also got MicroStrategy up on deck to report earnings later on today around 4 o'clock as well. So we'll get going into that type of reports today to see what's actually going on. We even got MicroVision reporting earnings today. Don't have a designated time for it just yet. But let's look and see if there's anything else around on an earnings whisper that's actually showing that's actually going to be reporting earnings. And we're going to get down to those, and those are going to be exciting. I'm very excited for those because I think if Apple and Amazon come in with great earnings like expected, this is going to lift the top off the market and actually get us into that rhythm of where we're going to start seeing a lot more green days as a lot of the alleviation of the tax bills and all these things are starting to kind of play their head out here. Won't really get into the details about the tax bill today. I want to go ahead and look through it a little bit more in detail to see where it can affect us in the long term. But I see that a lot of this stuff is actually developing to a point where, you know, all these wealth uh, taxes on the wealth of uh, wealth tax and all that stuff is starting to come to a fruition where it's not going to really happen. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But yeah, it's no more. It's a lot of earnings today, but not any other uh, the big wigs uh, reporting besides the ones that we already talked about. So we'll actually look on over at the sticks. Oh, actually, Hertz Global actually reported earnings this morning already huh so that's actually interesting they missed just a little bit on rails but let's look at the sticks and then we'll talk about uh actually what happened with uh lucid today over in the market we know that lucid is now report uh actually starting to get deliveries out of the lucid air uh october 30th is the actual reported date so that's this weekend that people can start they expect to receive their lucid vehicle 29 percent currently at the time uh, sitting up at 34.83. Let's actually go ahead and jump in on that stock today and talk about this just here. So, like I said, doing my morning live stream earlier today, I actually did the field not Fibonacci retracement earlier. You see the white lines on here, and I actually was talking about the chart here on the one hour. And I was looking at man, and I was like, you know, this may actually go. And it was already pumping about seven, eight percent earlier today. Uh, looking at it, I was like, you know, this may go to 38.05, which on the field retracement, that's what we currently at. And you see that it went right through, came back down if I zoom in and actually retest that as a resistance level and it fell back down from there. So 38.05 is a definite, definite, definite uh, level of retracement that we need to look at. So it's a soft level of resistance that you, if you want to see it go to 40, you're going to need to see it retest and actually push through there. 
So on all these key levels that we've seen that Lucid has pushed through, we've seen that it tested it. Once, look at this. You got this one test that came to probably almost testing it. Then it touched it again, fell through. But that third time through that line, it actually bust through at 28.17. You had that same retracement again down. And then you see it pushed back up to 30.71. And now you've seen the rocket ship all the way up to 39.78. And this thing has taken off from there. So that's that's amazing. Good job on all those that's in uh, Lucid today. EV, solar, all those things are running right now, man. And it's kind of crazy out here in the market. So let's look, take a, a, a really a, a jump in real quick on the um, on what's going on over at CNBC so we can see if they actually got anything worth talking about. And they're probably on commercial, and they are, which is fine. We'll uh, actually just uh, look back and we'll check in on that in a minute. And we'll get back over to the sticks as well. So let's just jump back on over to the sticks. See what's really going on over there. Uh, let's get back over to that. We'll see here what got who else is pumping today. We got Mind Medicine up 10% today. Uh, Inveric Biosciences is 10% up today. Workhorse had a nice move today, 9%. Microvision up 9% as well. And they reported earnings later on today. So maybe we can see this live. This good news on Microvision continues on into the after hours. Hylion, that's how you know all the EVs are moving. We see Hylion up 8%. Wayfair up 8% as well. Then you say Ocugen on another a day of consistent returns up 8.5% on the day. Man, Ocugen is in, in full throttle mode as it's waiting for that FDR, that EU, that EU FAR approval for their uh, their code, uh, their pandemic drug. So we'll see how that rolls. Chewy up 8% on the day. Chewy had a big fall. So I want to look at this Chewy uh, chart because they had a big fall as well from its highs. So this may be a great play. Well, it's starting to recover now, but it actually had that drop off from its highs from 92.69. Look at that last of this last earnings call. And now it's starting to trend back up in the right direction. So that's something to pay attention to as well with Chewy. So I had that nice uh I had a nice support line here of 7707, 77.01 that it pushed through. And now it's trying to recover back to that level again. We'll see. Um, it was it says that's a nice border for our resistance. We'll see if it can keep that up. And go from there but yeah let's look over and see if anything going on over at who uh cnbc they're talking about the nasdaq let's just listen in for a second it's on an apple both up two percent today both in catch-up mode because they have underperformed is it not a concern stephanie that we had two percent economic growth in the third quarter which marks a, a very sharp slowdown from the prior quarter and came in below what economists were looking for you have consumer discretionary in the lead bond yields up it doesn't seem like the market's too concerned about that now, I don't think they should be that concerned about it, Sarah. I think it was expected that third quarter was going to be soft. Um, I actually had heard numbers that it was zero for GDP growth instead of two. So it's still much slower than the six, seven we did in the second quarter. But I think it was expected. We had the Delta surge. We had supply constraints, labor shortages. So here's the thing. I was on eight different earnings calls today. And, I, and, and every company I talk, that, that I talked to or that I heard, um, and that is a couple of names like Stanley Black & Decker, Caterpillar, Hilton, uh, Ford, GM yesterday, UPS earlier in the week, they all said that the demand is there. And it would have actually even been better, but the supply constraints got in the way. So it's not a supply issue. So that's why I think 4Q, we'll see a bit of a better snapback, um, not to the 6-7 level, but maybe it's a 4% level, but it's above trend is my point. And I think that continues into the first half of 2022. Now, in terms of inflation, well, that's real. Um, and that is why I have been talking about 
finding companies that have pricing power. And all those companies I mentioned earlier, with a lot of other companies as well, but they all had pricing power and they were able to deliver as a result. Watch the PCE tomorrow. That's going to be a big number, I think, to watch um, because the Fed, it looks at that very closely. But overall, I'm sticking with my strategy. If anything, I feel better about reopen after I heard Hilton yesterday. I mean, they're sold out on the weekends, right? And pricing is above 2019 levels. Uh, so if anything, I feel better about reopen. I still like cyclicals on above trend growth. And I'm looking for reasons to buy some secular tech. I bought Facebook last week when it fell down 15% from its highs. I'll continue to add to that one. We're going to talk Facebook right now because it announced today it is officially changing its corporate name to Meta. Let's get to Julia Borston for more. Julia. Sarah, a new name to reflect Mark Zuckerberg's new focus on the metaverse. The logo just unveiled at, on a sign at Facebook's headquarters today. Take a look. Mark Zuckerberg talking just now about social interactions they want to build with Horizon Home, their platform. They also want to expand fitness and work experiences into the metaverse. I asked VP of Metaverse Reality Labs and Meta, Vishal Shah, if this new focus is in response to the criticism that Facebook is grappling with. We aren't um, running from our past. We're, we're heading towards our future. And the Facebook products of Instagram, WhatsApp Messenger remain incredibly important parts of our overall offering to consumers. We're just more than a social media company. We have been for some time given our investments in hardware and in things like the metaverse. We are just making that much more explicit now. Facebook will start trading, or I should say Meta will start trading under a new ticker, MVRS, on December 1st. Guys, it is going to take me a while to get used to this new name. All of us. It's going to be like Google, which we still say. Google, Alphabet. Thank you, Julia. Julia Borston. Okay, let's pull back from that. We'll leave this in the background because you know I don't like to miss the, uh, miss the closing bell. So that's interesting. I got the article up about actually going over with Facebook's change to uh, Meta. Let's look into that. Uh, let's see what they're actually talking about over here. So we got the Facebook change name to Meta and embrace of virtual reality. So let's see. Facebook. Changes name of Meta, decoupling its corporate identity from the eponymous social network mire and toxic content and highlighting the shift to an emerging computing platform focused on virtual reality. So I'm actually really going to do a deep dive on this metaverse thing, man. I think this is starting to become a huge thing. Um, as a matter of fact, we'll look a little bit more into it here in a little bit. But I want to actually show you real quick, like I talked about yesterday, is actually taking a look at Meta. I don't think I've added that to the actual uh, charts yet for the watch list. But check out Meta. is actually up only one percent today the etf that actually houses all the companies that they believe will be part of the metaverse as it grows uh this is actually a, a, a freshly brand new etf and it may be something to follow and this is actually going to probably be a little bit of our premise for actually looking into the whole metaverse itself so as you well, well, welcome into the live stream for the closing bell baby we're going to be sitting here talking about the closing bell and a lot of the highlights that's going on and we're waiting on apple and amazon earnings currently at this point in time they're about set to be released around 4 5 uh, p.m hopefully we get those in and then we can get that digesting those and understanding what's going on over there but we're also looking at now what's going on with facebook's uh name change to meta as they actually start to break everything else underneath his umbrella. So let's see what their uh, vision is. In Meta's vision, people will congregate and communicate by entering virtual environments, whether they're talking with colleagues in a boardroom or hanging out with friends in far-flung corners of the world. New name won't affect how the company uses or shares data and the corporate structures isn't changing. Company says it start, will start trading under the new ticker Meta, MBRS, on December 1st. Okay, so... 
pay attention for that. That's probably going to be some type of a silly catalyst, but watch the, how that plays out. The erstwhile Facebook is hoping to parlay in social media user base compromised more, comprised of more than 3 billion people globally into an audience that will embrace immersive digital experiences through devices powered by augmented and virtual reality software business already being aggressively pursued by Meta and its rivals. Okay, let's see whatever else. This guy here about adoption of virtual reality gadgets like Meta's Oculus headset has so far been minimal and their use mostly regulated to games and other niche applications. While achieving the broader versions of the metaverse is still years away at Thursday's event, Meta announced a handful of product updates meant to advance that goal. We should look into those uh, goals at the same time to make sure uh, what that roadmap looked like for Meta. But that will be a part of my deep dive. I'll do that here. And I'll do some of that research here with you guys right now. Let's listen in to uh, actually what's going on over at uh, CN- the closing bell for CNBC. Let's see what they're talking about. $120 billion in ad revenue going to Facebook you know, this year and next each year. That can't just be but spread all over the place with the same capitalism, Mike. That's yes. what it's all about. And they will talk about it and they'll try to keep their ads from interacting with the worst stuff, but they're not going to pull from the planet. It's certainly only been paying lip service to it so far. Will sure. that change? We'll see. Shares of CAT are higher after reporting earnings this morning. Seema Muddy's got that story for us. Seema. Hey, Will. Residential housing and surging commodity prices both accelerating demand for Caterpillar's equipment, everything from tractors to excavators and other mining products. Caterpillar doubling its profit in the third quarter. CEO Jim Whipple will be acknowledging the supply chain issues and higher shipping rates, but says they're managing with higher prices. And while China's sales did lag, executives did not point to a concerning slowdown. Guys, just in the last couple hours, a lot of positive commentary on the street. Melius analysts writing that 15 years of underinvestment in housing and infrastructure is reversing and that the market is not fully appreciating the discount shares of Caterpillar are trading at with respect to its peers in the industrial space. It seems like President Biden's spending plan also uh, helping industrials in general move higher. We're looking at not just Caterpillar up nearly 4%, guys, but United Rentals, Cummins. So definitely looking at this, right? I'm going to mute that for a second. I'll leave it in the background. We'll keep up with the closing bell. But look at this. They still have not yet updated the investor relation page. So right now, everything is probably going to be changed all the way over December 1st after the name change. So we're going to look for that uh, product roadmap here uh, for Oculus during this uh, this time for the closing bill as we start to get these earning reports in for Apple and uh, actually uh, Amazon. Those are the two main ones that we're looking at. Leave it down in the chat. Which one do you think is going to have a better earnings, Amazon or Apple? Which one are you going with? Let's uh, talk about that here. So then let's matter of fact, as we do that, I'll actually go ahead and start looking for that currently at this point in time. And let's see what we actually got over here for the product roadmap here. See, they don't have, yeah, that's going to take a lot of deep dive. I'm going to have to do a bigger deep dive. That's probably not going to happen before the closing bell. So we're actually going to look directly into that for a lot of information. So let's see if we can actually see um, what they actually have here. Let's see. Mm, Meta, let's see. Um, uh, okay, they got a new, they got a founder's letter. We can look into that. So let's see. Uh, De- oh, Deidre Bosch is talking about Amazon. Let's see what she has. Amazon's biggest by far, and not just on the revenue side, but also operating income costs. Remember, they are rising across a number of factors. There's wage increases, inventory bills, streaming content, logistics, and grocery build out. As always, guys, also watch that cloud number and advertising ads. One of Amazon's fastest growing segments. Was it hurt or did it benefit from Apple's privacy changes? We'll be on the lookout. 
Deirdre, thanks so much for that one. We are looking forward to that one and Apple, of course, 30 minutes uh, after that to two big uh, tech reporters to focus on later. But uh, Mike, with two minutes left, what are the internals saying? Uh, pretty broad participation today, Wolf. Yesterday, as mentioned, very narrow, nasty breath, even though the indexes did okay. Here you have a turn uh, toward the positive, much more than two to one, advancing the decline environment in New York Stock Exchange. The NASDAQ is actually even a little bit better. So yesterday, the average NASDAQ stock was way down. Today, it's reasserting itself. Take a look at consumer discretionary. This is the main uh, index ETF, the XLY, relative to the equal weighted version. The market cap rated version has had this huge run to actually meet the other one uh, on a year-to-date basis. That is because Amazon and Tesla together are 40%. Okay, we're one minute out from the closing bell, and then we'll get into these earnings, and we'll talk about this founder letter a little bit here as well. Crazy thing is the market is looking great, man. I'm looking at, I was just looking at my portfolio and it's actually looking really nice. And just a little bit of a wobble in the market is keeping it maybe a little more elevated than you think with record highs in the S&P. We are ramping uh, across the board into the close. Maybe ramping is a little bit of a strong word, word, word excuse me, but we are at session highs uh, with just uh, under one minute uh, left. S&P is up a full percent, NASDAQ up uh, 1.4%. And the Dow up 0.7%. Uh, all 11 sectors are high. Consumer discretionary, financials, industrials, and real estate uh, are the sectors that are up more than 1%. But even the worst performing sector, which is consumer staples, is up a third of a percent itself. As we mentioned earlier, yields have risen today across the board. The 10-year back up to 157. Having seen a flattening of the curve over the prior couple of sessions, that has helped uh, the broader indices uh, as well. The uh, dollar slipping on that uh, GDP print earlier down half of what it said. Oil's up a little bit, so it is flat. As the bell goes, we are higher by a full percent on the S&P 500, 0.7% on the down, nearly 1.5% on the NASDAQ, enough for a record closing high. Closing Bell. I'm Sarah Eisen here with Wilfred Frost and Mike Santoli, CNBC Senior Markets Commentator. Take a look at how we finished up the day on Wall Street. Ticked up to session highs just into the close there. A lot of buying up 240 ultimately on the Dow. Biggest contributor to the gains? Well, it was earnings related. Caterpillar and Merck. Goldman Sachs, Apple ahead of its results today. Salesforce also adding Visa and American Express, the biggest drags. Another tough day for those payments companies. S&P 500 closing at a record, a full percentage point higher. Every sector in the S&P managed to close higher. Real estate was the winning one. Growth outperformed value again, but again, everyone was higher. The Nasdaq also closing at a record high. First time we've seen this since early September before the market got hit during September. Nasdaq closing up 1.4% on the day, thanks to strength in names like Apple, Tesla, Amazon, NVIDIA, Facebook, Microsoft, Netflix, Regeneron, another big winner today. The small caps closed up 2%. Big comeback there. Joining the party with the rest, actually beating them up 2%. But it's been a laggard lately. It's going to be a busy hour of earnings. Get ready. Apple, Amazon, Starbucks, Gilead, all set to report. We've got an all-star panel for you to break down these results. Plus, shares of Twilio sinking today on the heel. Oh, really? Before. We're going to talk to the company CEO about that. Oh, quarter. that's interesting. That's the big Plus, stock for uh, fall. That stock around. That is coming up this hour. First up on the market, Stephanie Ling from Hightower still with us. Delano Sapporo from New Street Advisors joins the conversation. No okay, thank you, life. Sarah. I appreciate it. Thank you for the uh, highlights of what happened in the market today. But look, I was looking at this uh, actual Facebook letter that's actually talking about the ch name change to Meta. 
let's look at this a little bit. It's a little interesting article here, right? This is a little interesting uh, commentary here that I actually think that you may be interested in seeing uh, as we wait for Am oh, Amazon already came in with earnings. Hold on. Let's go back. Hold on. Chase into year end. People know that came in fast. Revenue, you see, it's a revenue revenue miss. This popular the close was about the absence of a market on close sell order flow because people were maybe worried about month end whether you're going to see that. So uh, we're going to get this get in before the uh, before they come, just in case we have some beats out there. So get this in before um, just the about actual at the intraday CNBC. record highs, not quite, just under forty six hundred for the S and P. Solano, as we wait, Amazon. What is your your take? What that happened there? Where they go? Okay. We are ready for Amazon. Oh, they got numbers. it. Here we go. Uh, they're just crossing Debo's hazard for us. Deep. We are indeed, and we're seeing some softness in the stock down about 2% because, Wilf and Sarah, this is a miss on both the top and bottom line. Revenue coming in at $110.8 billion. Wow. $6 billion is what the street was expecting. Earnings per share is light as well. The street was expecting $8.92. More than two dollars short of that, six dollars and twelve cents. That is about half of what Amazon did in the same period last year. Remember, though, it is coming off uh, huge growth during the pandemic. That was one of the biggest questions this quarter: is can they sustain or gather some more momentum? Remember, this has been one of the worst performing, worst performing mega caps of the year. Also, operating profit guidance. This is important between $0 and $3 billion. Not the first time that we've seen a $0 at the bottom for Amazon, because remember, it does invest a lot of its a lot of its money back into the business. Revenue, though, this is key because this is the holiday quarter that we are going into. That is also light guiding for revenue of about 130 to $140 billion in the fourth quarter. The street was looking for $102 billion wow. of stock, though, guys. Wow. Too much. Uh, cutting some of those losses down about 2.5% to perhaps. Oh, come on back. Where is it going? Oh, get over back over here. Guys, come I, on like with said, it. There you go. This has been one of the worst performing mega caps of the year. Still just barely positive on the year. Back to you. Deirdre, thanks so much. Down 3.4%. Mike, I mean, it's a pretty simple miss. On both yes, bottom. it is pretty simple, and uh, they're essentially attributing it to a lot of the things we know were going on that they weren't, man, you know, able to kind of outrun uh, in the in the quarter, and also pointing out that's a big quarter, miss. Andy Jesse saying we expect to incur several billion dollars of additional costs in our consumer businesses as we manage through labor supply shortages, increased wage costs, global supply chain issues, etc. So it's just not uh, not immune, and uh, maybe telling you. This is one of the reasons the market had been a little bit gun shy about uh, about betting big on Amazon. Doesn't you know? It never changes the overall story. What's interesting is the guidance for revenue in the fourth quarter. I always joke about how wide the range usually is, even though we're a month in. That's not that wide a range, one thirty to one forty, and it's below uh, the consensus. So clearly, uh, you know, going against the recent pattern of pretty big beats uh, of between three and five dollars per share in the last couple of quarters. Jesse, Steph characterizes it as the age-old Amazon story, which is the choice between optimizing for short-term profits for, versus what's best for our, our customers in terms of the cost that they are about to incur. He also points out 39% growth in AWS, which is, of course, their cloud business and a profit machine, which, which does show that that is still kicking into high gear after Microsoft showed some, some strong cloud strength. What do you make of it? Yeah, so we headed into the print. Okay, so we'll we'll pull off of that. I got the actual uh I just got the actual results up. We'll talk about that in one second. But I just want to like uh kind of like 
put this in one box for you real quick as you think about this, right? We pull so much value forward on Amazon and stocks like Apple and Microsoft, all the mega caps, all the fang stocks. We pull so much value forward during the uh, the pandemic that it was bound to happen that we are running to a quarter where one of these companies would not perform at the same level that we had performed as, as more likely as an at-home play or we see all that value that actually everybody went out and bought so many things online then they actually would do out in stores take effect as we're starting to see this reopening happening more and more i would not be surprised if it's not this quarter that we're seeing that impact on all these uh big mega stocks that we see a bigger impact on these stocks going into the next quarter after we get through the holiday season rush because i mean and eventually with the supply shortage that we're seeing and the things that we're knowing now, right now, with the prices, the price gouging that's going on right now to even cover for the supply and demand and the increase in demand, it's actually getting to a point where some of these stocks are going to take a tumble down at earnings and we have to reset expectations. Now, you have to flatten these expectations out just a bit to understand these companies are having a, had a, a, a once in a lifetime event that they actually came through and on the other side of it well off. And now as they try to get operations back to the way that they normally should be in limiting factors, a lot of this uh, consensus reports that we are going to see from Wall Street are going to be a well, a, a well of a ways higher than we actually expected in the first place. So I actually have that report up for uh, Amazon. Let's dive into it and actually see what they actually discuss in their report. So let's look and see uh, as we wait for Apple uh, earnings to actually come out. I'm, I'm going to stand by for Apple earnings. Uh, if I get it across the wave, I bring it up. I bring go live to it and break away. So we'll see that they actually had an operating cash flow decrease, uh, one October, one uh, percent decrease to fifty-four billion dollars in the last twelve months. Uh, this, okay, and then you you'll see they had a free cash flow decrease, actually um, decrease down to two point six billion in the trailing twelve months. And then you'll see free cash flow, less principal repayments of finance leases and financing obligation decrease to an outflow of $8.8 billion. Uh, let's see. Free cash flow of less equipment finance leases. That decreased down to $3.9 billion as well. And then common shares, outstanding shares, underlying stock-based awards, $523 million. Okay. Well, that's not really a big deal. Um, net sales increased 15% to $110 billion in the third quarter compared with $96 billion in the third quarter. That's amazing. That is 15% increase at these levels. That's amazing. Um, then you'll see uh, we have here uh, operating income decreased to $4.9 billion in the third quarter as well. And we're in on Starbucks. Let's listen in on that first. And then I continue on one penny beat Q4 revenues one point eight, excuse me, eight point one five billion dollars for the quarter. That is a slight miss compared to analyst estimates of eight point two billion global comps up 17 percent. That's a miss versus 18.3 percent estimates. U.S. comps up 22 percent for the quarter with 11 percent two year growth. That's a miss versus 23.4% uh, analysts were expecting. International comps increased by 3%. That's also a slight miss compared to estimates of 4.1% gains for the quarter. Now, China, its second home market, comps decreased 7%. Uh, it did have a 17%, though, increase for the full year because Starbucks is also reporting its full year uh, earnings 
in this quarter. Digital as well, U.S. rewards members, 25 million now. That's up 28% year over year. The stock is down just slightly now, guys. Back over to you. Down just slightly now. It's jumping around, though. It was down 2%, was briefly positive. Uh, in fact, they're all jumping around uh, after earnings, including Amazon, as we know, which is currently down 3.5%. Okay, let's keep, yeah, keep on moving. Let's keep on moving on this. I want to show you this real quick. Like I was just saying, like really what I just said uh, is in this letter. Look at this. It says net income decreased 3.2 billion in the third quarter of or $6.12 per diluted share compared with 6.3 billion or $12.37 per diluted share in the third quarter of last year. Look how much value was increased in the last year during the pandemic. Now, on a company like Amazon. So like I said, the to me, the, the, the stock taking a pull back three and a half percent is justified at this point because the value of where Amazon was actually at, people was still pulling too much value forward because look how much value was pulled for in just one year. When you look at the last, uh, the year over year, third quarter, you see that it was over half of what they did last year is not being done in a normal environment or somewhat of a similar type of a normal environment post-pandemic. So to me, that's justified for the pullback. But at the same time, no one could have expected uh, Amazon to continue to perform at that type of a level where the economy is now open back up. And like I said before, all that value has been pushed forward. So uh, really interesting here that um, the first line out of this says, we've always said, that when confronted with the choice of better optimizing for short-term profits versus what's best for customers over the long term, we'll choose the latter. And you can see that during every phase of the pandemic. So let's look at some of the highlights, though. Uh, let's see what they actually have here as they still talk about Starbucks, uh, uh, Rails Miss as well. So let's see. Uh, let's get into some maybe some of the highlights. So we got, well, let's see what they got down here. Amazon kicked off the holidays. Uh, you probably can't see that because I'm in the way. So let me let me just hide myself for one second. So sorry, I always do that sometimes. Amazon kicked off the holidays early this year, announced a Black Friday worthy deals on October 4th. Okay, including thousands of deals with in, from independent sellers, handmade artisans, and Amazon's biggest ever selling gift guide. Okay, so they're starting Black Friday sales early. Um, that's the first thing they want to talk about. Uh, you'll see here. Uh, for everyone in their household, the company has also unveiled this new holiday prep shop. Amazon expands its fast, their same day service to Atlanta. So we're about 17 minutes away from the actual uh, Apple earnings. Uh, they now went to commercial. So I just wanted to make sure you know that uh, uh, Amazon expanded its fast, same day service to Atlanta, Baltimore, Charlotte, Chicago, Detroit, and Houston, Miami, Minneapolis, and Tampa. Okay. So that's why is that important? The expansion has led to hundreds of new jobs in the cities and prime members can now shop with 3 million items in a dozen categories and receive it. their order in five fastest five hours. So there you go. You got Amazon expanded faster same day service to Atlanta, all these areas. And then basically you can take, you can shop up to 3 million items and receive those orders. And within five hours. Okay. Amazon launched a new gift giving feature that enables uh, prime members in the U.S. to actually Amazon mobile shopping app to send gifts with, the, with you just the recipient's email and phone number, okay? Amazon's great Indian festival sales event, okay? And the U.S. personal shopper by Prime Try. Let's see. Give me something that sounds good about why we should still invest in Amazon. That's entertainment, 
Let's see. Yeah, they got movies and stuff coming out. Cool. Um, Amazon Devices and Services. Okay, cool. Amazon Web Services. Okay, so let's look down here. Amazon Web Services. Uh, let's see. Uh, you got nothing. Come on, give me some numbers or something. Y'all are really talking about all these highlights, huh? So let's get down to what else they actually have here in this report that makes sense for us to worry about today. Um, nothing else really, huh? Let's see. Financial guidance. We already know. So here's the four guidance that they actually had. So this is net sales are expected to be about 130 to 140 billion or to grow 40 to 12% and compare with the fourth quarter of 2020. Uh, guidance anticipates, uh, on favorable impact of approximately 60 basis points. Operating income is expected to be zero to three billion, uh, compared with 6.9 billion in the fourth quarter. Okay, this got us assumes that there's no additional business or acquisitions. Okay, but yeah, if we look at this balance sheet, Amazon is not in no trouble anywhere. So at the end of the day, this is a this may be a miss right now for Amazon, but this is actually a company that's not going nowhere anytime soon. And that's just interesting. Let's look over at the chart uh, and see at the sticks and see what they actually showing when it comes down to it. So let's check that out as we talk about this a little bit more. I will actually go over to the Amazon uh, stock itself and just look at it in the after hours, see how it's performing. And you'll see that it's like uh, actually trying to recover here. It's down 3.93%. Actually moved down to about 32.85 on the day. Uh, no, that was yesterday. Yeah, that's today. Earlier, 4.06. Man, that was a nice drop. That drop happened that fit? No way. Yeah, it did, huh? So it actually fell down to 32.85 and has yet has since recovered since then. That's amazing. That's a big drop off in the after hours. So if anybody caught that, that's congratulations to them. Wow. That's a nice increase right away. Um, so, yeah, you see Amazon pulling away, pulling down more and more uh, after hours. I'll tell you what, though. This will have an effect on the market tomorrow. If Apple come in with the same type of earnings, miss, similar, you can actually see the market pull back. Uh, that's This Amazon miss is going to be big news for a while. And uh, it really doesn't – it's going to be overreaction, uh, honestly, because when you look at this, like I said, and if you just not joined us, definitely hit that like button so we can get more people in here so we can discuss this whole Facebook name change, dealing with Amazon, miss on earnings, this lucid uh, big run today. And even we're still standing by. We're about 15 minutes away from the Apple earnings call. But talking about this Amazon uh, miss, it's over. It's going to be overblown. It's going to be oversaturated. It's going to be one of these things that's going to get talked about so much that it's actually going to be a buying opportunity for a lot of people That's just if this stock continues to pull back. And if this makes the overall market pull back, if Apple misses as well, you can expect an overall miss on the market for a couple of days here that we're going to see a lot, a lot of selling pressure at. And it's going to be uh, shopping time for a lot of people. You're going to see some reallocation of portfolios based on this if Apple misses alongside Amazon. So Apple is really, really, really on deck today. This is really interesting because if we get this miss, how much do we actually believe? Put in chat. If you think if Apple misses, how much that the market will actually overall market will pull back if you believe Apple misses today? 5%, 3%. You know what? Maybe we should do a poll. Maybe we should do a poll. 
we should do we should do that let's let's do that let's do a poll i'm gonna uh, set up for a poll real quick give me one second i'm gonna go over to twitter if you're not following me over at twitter at the craig houston uh that's d-a craig houston uh, you need to follow me over there because we're going to set up a poll here how should we help let's help me uh y'all should help me actually get this together let's see let's do this uh we'll go over to the we'll pull up amazon earnings currently um as i get this set up so let's do uh let's let's set this up together so comment y'all leave me comments about how we should question this if y'all if y'all see me doing some crazy here so let's look at this if apple let's do this nope nope if apple misses on earnings today like amazon do you believe the overall market spy pulls back if so how much? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, let's let's look. Let's see. So we're gonna put our choices as yes, five percent. Oh, I should put I should put a time frame though. I think I should do a time frame something. Y'all leave me uh, comments down below. Do you think I should put a time frame on this for how how long of a pullback? Over 30 days? I think maybe over 30 days, right? We should we should probably go with 30 days or, or the next week. Maybe one week, 30 days. Hmm. Um maybe. Let's do let's do 30 days pull back within the next 30 days. Okay, so yes, 5%. Yes. 10%. Add another choice here. Yes, 3%. Let's do that. 3 3%. Or not a big deal. Yeah, I think that's I think that's that's good, right? Uh, we'll leave it up for yeah one day. We'll leave it up for one day. Okay, so if you following me, oh, if you follow me over at Twitter, go ahead and take this poll now. If you're not following me over Twitter, definitely follow me over at Twitter at the Craig Houston. That's D A Craig Houston, and man, and take that poll. Let's get some answers in on that, and let's see what happens here. And we'll come back and check that later. So go ahead and follow me over there, and let's get that in. So now let's go back over to uh, the actual uh, sticks. See how Amazon is still handling off business. Four percent down currently at this point in time. Let's see if uh, we got anything on. It's on commercial, so we haven't missed anything on Apple just yet. We're about about eight nine minutes away from getting those Apple earnings. Um, so while we do that, let's get back over to the sticks real quick and let's look at the overall market and see what's happening action in after hours currently at this time. So we got uh, U.S. still up 5.65%. They must have came in with earnings. Did we get earnings on uh, U.S. still while we've been sitting here talking about Apple and everything else? Let's see. Um, let's get the, uh, those earnings on those. Let's see. 
So yeah, we got look at this. And so we got US Steel actually came in with a $5.36 earnings per share when the consensus was $4.85. That's a big beat. So we got United Steel's report third quarter 2021 earnings of $5.36. Consensus estimate was for $4.85 on $5.6 billion in revenue. So that must mean that supply and uh, demand for steel has went through the roof. Man, that's a big beat. Oh, congratulations to those that's in U.S. Steel. Let's look in on the chart, actually, on the one minute and see how it's actually moving um, at this time. So you'll see that it's actually kind of cooling off a little bit here currently. But it got that nice run to 25.42 in the after hours. And now it's starting to trend down just a bit. But that's a huge beat. That's, that's not something to sneeze at. So we're still waiting on Apple earnings. If you're just not joining us, definitely hit that like button as you come into the room so we can broadcast this out to so many people, man, so we can get any more, every more everybody else in here in the closing bell with Craig. Welcome in if you're just not joining us. A couple big headlines that we've already seen today is one, looking over here, you'll see that Amazon missed on earnings, right? Missed on earnings per share, missed on rails. But we, we talked about how that guidance is already, you know, it's a little bit misguided here because they pull so much uh, – they pull so much value forward in 2020, year-over-year year growth, that it's just impossible for them to sustain that same energy. Then we already seen Starbucks actually came in with a, a one-cent um, beat on earnings. They came in, consistency was 99 cents. They came in with a dollar. And then you also see they missed on revs. So we talked about that. The other big thing that we're talking about today, Facebook actually changing their name to Meta to actually go under, I put everything under an umbrella under a new name of Meta. It's going to be the new name for Facebook. Uh, that plan, that ticker change will take effect December 1st as it would move to MVRS. Um, and then basically we're now waiting on the Apple earnings. And we was covering uh, Amazon stock and we actually seen that actually they uh, they believe that they're going to be just fine overall. And I think this is a, a buying opportunity for a lot of people who actually want to have Amazon part of their portfolio. It's pulling back by 4%, and we are just waiting to see how far it's going to pull back to actually take advantage of it. So I'll probably do some charting over in the Discord tonight on Amazon for uh, just to talk about it for a little bit and probably do a little bit more charting on Lucid. So that's another big stock that we want to look at right now. Uh, let's get over to the sticks. Uh, we're about five minutes out from getting the actual Apple earnings, five minutes out from that. So if you're here for uh, with us, Stay locked in. We got those earnings coming. Um, let's see what they got actually going on over here. Let's listen into this news update. It's first execution in more than six years. 60-year-old John Marion Grant is now scheduled to die by lethal injection later today. He was sentenced to die in 1999 for murdering a prison cafeteria worker. Executions in Oklahoma had been on hold after a series of mistakes, including a 2014 execution in which an inmate struggled on a gurney for 43 minutes after his lethal injection. A misdemeanor complaint has been filed against former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, accusing him of forcible touching in the governor's mansion. A court spokesperson says since it's a sex crime complaint, only a redacted version of the filing will be made public. Tonight, I will be in for Shepard Smith on the news at 7 Eastern. We'll have a report on the tough questioning top oil executives got today on Capitol Hill over whether they tried to hide their company's contributions to global warming. And two Hollywood actors were in Wales today to visit the very small soccer club that they now own. Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds say they're committed to bringing big improvements to Wrexham, which now plays in a fifth-tier league. Reynolds also has another goal. 
Well, most people would say we want to get to the Premier League, but actually we're going to take everyone to space. <laughs> yeah, lately that's been the thing. Yeah. Um, I would never have known about any of this, I believe, if I uh, weren't trying to throw Wilf a bone here. Sarah, back to you. It's not their first visit. They were they were at one of the games this past weekend, which got a lot of <laughs> attention as well. I like uh, the space job because, you know, first you buy a sports team and then you go to space. Exactly. Like billionaire playbook. Kelly, thank you. We'll see you later. We are just minutes away from Apple's earnings report. Yeah, we are. Four minutes. Four minutes. For you right after the break. All right. Your countdown clock is on. Four minutes so, and one second. Closing which stock are y'all surprised by today? Let's talk about that. Which stock are y'all actually seeing in the market today that y'all actually surprised by? We'll lead us up so we don't miss the uh, Apple earnings just in case they push them before I can get them on earnings whisper. But uh, what stock are y'all actually surprised? I actually... You did well in the market today, or what stock are y'all actually surprised by what happened with it in, in after hours, earnings per share, earnings reports, things of that nature? Put it in chat. Which ones are y'all surprised by? Because I'm interested to know what y'all think about what's going on in this market today. Um, and definitely, definitely, if you're just not joining us, definitely check out my Twitter page, at the Craig Houston. Um, and that's with a DA. And that way that you can take the poll that we got up about how the market will act if Amazon and Apple both miss earnings today. How would it impact the market overall? That's that's something that we, um, I'm interested. I'm I'm very interested in this right now. And it's got me a little nervous to be quite honest with y'all, man. Like we're up today. Like we had a great, like we had a great day today. Like if you look at the market overall, we had a great day. Check this out. We had the Dow Jones up over half a percent. The S&P record high again today, almost 1%. The NASDAQ at a record high again at 1.40 on the day with the VIX pulling back about 2%. If Apple comes in and does not be earnest, this could be catastrophic for a lot of people, man. So let's continue to watch what happens here. Actually, let's put it in chat now. If, if, do you think that Apple will be earnings? or miss on earnest put b or miss which which one do you think so let's 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 talk about that which one do you think is going to happen put it in put it in chat miss on apple or beat on apple this is going to be interesting man i am interested in knowing what is going to happen here um wow man we already seen a big beat on us still i can't imagine apple missing but maybe everybody maybe everybody's done with um Lab, uh, MacBooks and AirPods and, you know, uh, iPads. Maybe they don't need all that stuff no more, you know. And then we saw, remember, we got to deal with that whole loss of uh, actual, the whole loss on uh, actual, the the the, the, start, the 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 delay on the iPhone 13 is getting shipped now. Uh, about 10 million of those. So, man, this is interesting. Very interesting. We're about maybe one minute out from that. Um, they have not came back with the earning report just yet, but we're going to listen in when it comes back. And I'm just interested. I'm interested in knowing what y'all did. You, so you, you say that you're surprised uh, by the Microsoft pullback today. Yeah. I mean, uh, they, they, that could be a thing too right now. Um, and I'll talk about that here in a second. I want to make sure that we don't miss this Apple uh, beat or Apple miss here. Um, a lot of people on standby for it. So, Let's uh, listen in to CNBC. Look like they're about right there, ready to actually get into it. These numbers, two cross, uh, 
clearly some big decliners in after hours today. Yeah. Contrary to, to some stellar numbers from Google and Microsoft uh, uh, early in the week, and we wait yeah. with bated breath for Apple. I think folks, they had been a little gun shy after Facebook. And got okay, well, they talk like that. Let's talk about this Microsoft uh, pullback. So the Microsoft pullback, not surprising right now because, you know, people – like the market was up. Like, look, if you look at Apple right now, Apple opened up at 148.85, right? And then actually climbed up to 152.45. Honestly, if Apple beats today, I believe that um, they will go to 158, in my opinion, off the chart that I have done. But honestly, the problem is that we just not seen the Amazon earnings and Amazon didn't beat. So to me, I almost think that Apple will be in the same boat as Amazon. I hope I'm wrong because I actually like the market trending up. It makes it hard to buy things, but at the end of the day, like if the market is moving right up, let's see what they're talking about here. Let's see what we got. Three, six billion versus expectations of 84.85 billion gross margins, 42.2%. iPhone 38.87 billion versus expectations. They are 41 0.51 billion services, 18.28 billion versus expectations of 17.64 billion. Wearables, home and accessories come in at 8.79 billion versus an expectation of 9.33 billion. Mac comes in at 9.18 billion in the quarter versus an expectations of 9.23 billion. Finally, iPad 8.25 billion in the quarter versus a forecast from the street of 7.23 billion. Apple does not offer formal guidance at this time. Back to you all. Okay, Josh, thanks so much for that. That 3.4% uh, is the immediate reaction. And uh, I'll come to Dan Ives, first of all. Uh, a miss there on, on, on iPhone when it was meant to be a very strong iPhone quarter. Yeah, I mean, look, I think that speaks to what we're seeing on the chip shortage because it's a demand supply issue right now. They can get the phones you know, to consumers. And I think that could be about 5 to 10 million iPhones that ultimately continue to get pushed. That's really going to be the call here is that Demand continues to be robust, but the supply issues, that's sort of the overhang. And this is going to be something the street, it's going to almost sharpen the sort of swords between the bulls and the bears in terms of the Apple name. Your first reaction, Steph? Disappointing, and uh, with the stock rallying recently, and it's up 15% year to date, I, I'm not surprised to see it sell off. I think the key is going to be guidance and how long the supply chain is a problem. Um, there are rumors that the build rates, are they had to cut them for fiscal fourth Q, and uh, that's not going to be good. Um, I also am wondering, you know, work from home, uh, the reversal and the tough comps in apps. So there's a lot to, to consider in terms of guidance going forward. That's going to be key. And this is a stock that's now trading at a 15% premium over its two-year track record. So it is not exactly super cheap. So not surprised to see it down. Let's get back to Josh Lipton, who just caught up with Apple CEO Tim Cook. Josh, what did he say? So, sir, I did speak with Apple CEO Tim Cook. And let me bring you those comments. First and foremost, he talked to me about the supply chain challenges that his company is dealing with right now. Cook telling me we had a very strong performance despite larger than expected supply constraints, which we estimate to be around $6 billion, driven by the industry-wide chip shortages and COVID-related manufacturing disruptions in Southeast Asia. Now, Cook told me that has improved greatly, but on these chip shortages, I asked Cook when he thought those chip shortages could ease. Cook telling me the chip shortages linger on. It is unclear, Cook told me, how long it will last. It is complex. And you have to know how the economy is going to be in 2022. You have to know everybody else's demand 
We were all competing for chips on these legacy nodes. Uh, as I mentioned, Apple, Apple did not uh, offer formal guidance, so I asked Cook for some color and commentary on the outlook. Cook telling me we expect very solid year-over-year -year revenue growth, and we expect supply constraints to be greater than the September quarter, so greater mm. than $6 billion. Despite that, we are projecting very solid year-over-year -year revenue growth to an all-time record quarter for Apple. Back to you. That's bullish. Josh, That's thank bullish. you. Very helpful to hear, especially on the supply chain. By the way, this is the first time Apple has missed earning estimates since 2016. First time that they've missed revenue estimates since 2017, Ed. And I guess the question from here, you have a hold on the stock, is whether investors will give Cook and Apple the benefit of the doubt that it is short-term issues like the supply chain getting in the way here. Probably not in the short term they won't, just because nobody knows when the supply chain issues will dissipate. And as you mentioned, it's been trading at a premium and the market's a little skittish about overall economy and other issues. So it remains to be seen. Uh, the big driver here, of course, is the iPhone. That He's came in breathing real heavy. It's largely probably because of chip shortages. Um, but there's a lot of Everybody else in the street, uh, from the folks who cover the phone business, so whether or not this phone actually will uh, outperform iPhone 13 or even rival it, uh, given given the tendency of Apple to underperform expectations in the high end for the last several years until iPhone 13. So a lot of the questions surrounding the stock would be going to be put on hold until we get through the chip issues, supply issues, or a little better clarity on that. And between here and then, I think a lot of folks are just going to wait and see what happens. Stephen, your take? Yeah, I mean, it was all going to be about the supply chain, wasn't it? I actually feel that the the current iPhone and you know, and certainly with the Mac and the Watch are both products that if people have been holding their Apple products for a while, is a good time to you know maybe refresh. Um, but Apple just can't move with the chip shortage. I think it's it's a larger message for the whole economy. I was um, interviewing uh, some of the people behind the, the Mac, the product heads, the hardware head of Apple, and they felt that they were doing as well as anyone because they have the long-term relationships in, in China in delivering the chips. And if they can't deliver them, what about the other companies that aren't as well connected? So I feel that, look, eventually there's going to be chips and, you know, and people will upgrade their Apple products, but it's an alarming thing that even Apple can't get the technology, the chips, you know, it needs for uh, to meet its expectations, and a little disturbing that Tim Cook says it's going to be worse in Apple's biggest quarter, the holiday quarter. See my little anecdote, Wilfred, yesterday about my pal can't get sure. the iPhone 13 in the Soho Apple Store. It turned out to to be relevant we just here with the more detail. <laughs> Well, that's the current right. quarter, too. So maybe we got a plan on that going to be the case well, for three months from now. We don't know when well. it's going to end. Yeah, that's why it's down five percent. That anecdote. <laughs> that anecdote. It turned out to be to, to be true. You, you I got to say, you are very bullish on this stock, Dan. And you were looking for this number to surpass expectations on profit. I think you were looking for a billion dollar beat. So did you not anticipate that they were dealing with these headwinds at this level? Yeah, I just think I think what Cook told Josh, that's the key to quantifying what that supply chain issue is. Five, six billion. You put that together. I still view this as transitory demands outstripping supply by 10 million units. And it's a super cycle playing out. A third of the install base is not upgraded in the last three and a half years. So I think the street sort of looks through this, in my opinion, as you quantified, given the New York City cab driver knew about supply chain issues. It just continues to be a timing issue. Supply issue is not a demand issue. 
Mike uh, was saying earlier in the week when Microsoft and Google rallied how much market cap was being added after yeah, yeah. from earnings. I mean, being reversed to tonight with uh, it is. Um, you know, it's, on one hand, it's it's a relatively contained move, um, meaning that the stock Apple has traded here within the last two weeks. It had a, a, a little bit of a run. <laughs> it also has built up because it has underperformed for the last year or so. It's built up a little bit more of a cushion on the valuation side relative to where it traded a year ago uh, when things were really aggressive in terms of its free cash flow multiple and stuff like that. So that's probably mitigating things. But the big question is going to be, is it demand denied or demand deferred? And that's the story for a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of the economy right now in terms of goods not being able to get to customers. Um, not that many companies can be $6 billion short in revenue and not feel it's material to pre-announce. I will say that, too. <laughs> That's kind of shocking to show you the scale of the business for Apple. So, Ed, what are you expecting to hear on the call and, and guidance? I expect they're going to spend most of the time talking about exactly this, how long the chip shortage is. If Apple, and I totally agree, if Apple can't get parts, nobody can get parts. I mean, their relationship is not only deep, but they're also the largest customer for most of their suppliers. And so it just gives you an indication. Nokia said that earlier today when they, they announced that their 2022 is going to be worse than 2021. They're negotiating contracts for supply now. Prices are going up. So I think they're going to spend quite a bit of time about that because it's going to affect the next several quarters. And it won't be free and clear of the overhang on the stock until the investors get some visibility of whether or not the, this is going to end anytime soon. And what is the risk that people decide not to bother ordering that new iPhone, ultimately realize uh, over the last month or so that they didn't need one? And, and yes, we might have uh, a disproportionately large portion of people who haven't upgraded for a while, but maybe they'll start to think they didn't need to. Mm. I don't necessarily buy into that thesis. The last uh, iPhone 12 was a big seller for largely that reason. First 5G phone that came out, you had a lot of the investor base had not, um, or the uh, user base had not upgraded. And so you saw, I wouldn't call it a super cycle, but they did quite well. And this is very much like iPhone 6 6S. Apple's been telling the suppliers to prepare for more phones sold this year. When you look at the details of the phone, and we've got into the guts of it, out of the, the chips, there's almost no difference in the phone, uh, iPhone 13 over iPhone 12. It's pretty much cosmetic, not for performance. So I agree with you. I think what likely happens, because you've got an ecosystem that kind of locks people in, is that they pass on the, this phone and maybe look at the SE2. And that's been one of the most popular phones. The lower cost iPhones have been selling very well. And that comes out in the spring. So if you delay it too long, you could see it there. It's tough for people to switch to Android because you're kind of locked in, but we'll see what happens. And you could wind up with the lower overall volumes that people have expected. And I, I do think that we got some hints of guidance in the conversation that Tim Cook had with Josh Lipton that he brought us just a moment ago because he said Apple expects solid year-over-year -year revenue growth in the December quarter, even though the supply chain constraints are still there. He did say the manufacturing issues got better in this current quarter. That is some of the closures of factories in, in Southeast Asia. So I do think, Ed, that, that that is a signal that he's actually feeling bullish about next quarter. If you remember last year, right, when they had problems uh, getting the phone up and out and they delayed the release of uh, a couple of the SKUs into December, what you just basically saw with Apple and all of their supply chain is you just stretch that volume, the volume out over more quarters. And so to that extent, and and it's been the case with iPhone for a decade now that the first two quarters are really the faithful buying the phone. And then Apple even admits that you really don't know how the phone sells until you get into the third or fourth quarter when most of the people who were dying for a new iPhone get 
screen clear, bought their phone, and then you see how the general public reacts to it. So we're just delaying that kind of decision point probably into the, maybe even in the March period, but certainly uh, well into December. Dan, I know you're a big bull on this stock. What could you hear on the call that would make you rethink that? Look, I mean, to me, based on all of our checks coming out of Asia and the ultimate demand story, you know, I think this is just transitory supply chain issues. That, that's why it doesn't change in any way our bull thesis. I still think six to nine months from now, we're looking at a $3 trillion mark cap. And, and it all comes down to, you know, you could argue about supply chain and ultimate timing, but the demand story with services, that's how this growth story continues to play out. So that's, I think that's the focus, really quantifying some of the supply chain issues. And I think that's really going to be the focus of the call. Down 4.3% after hours. Ed, Dan, Stephen, Stephanie, thank you all for being with us. It's transitory. Up next, share the Oh, man, notes. straight out of the j Powell handbook. Well, 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 right? What, what did we expect, man, after the Amazon miss? We expected an Apple miss. And you know what? Let's check in on the Twitter poll that we just posted right before those earnings calls came out. Let's look and see what we got. We got 140 votes in. Let's talk about this for real quick over on the other side here. So we'll see. We got 140 votes in and over 32% of y'all believe that it's going to be more than 10% drop on the spot. Come on, folks. And then we got then the other half thinks that not a big deal. And then, yes, 5% drop, 25%. And then we even got a few that things that's going to be at 3%. That's interesting. That is very interesting. Let's look at Apple on the sticks currently at this point in time and see what it's looking like in the market today. That's a crazy, like, man, we could see a nice drop in this in the markets now because we understand at this point in time that actual supply demand is actually a little, a little bit more harder than a lot of people think. But I think what Tim Cook said, he actually gave great guidance without giving forward guidance. He even said that they're going to, they're, he believes that they're going to trend towards record quarter numbers in September. So that gives people who are faithful Apple followers and shareholders a lot of uh, information to be, uh, you know, something to look forward to as they actually listen to into that conference call. But we're seeing Apple recover here, you know, by or going, it's up three, down 3% now, uh, to 147, um, 32 versus uh where I was currently sitting at earlier. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, we see that Amazon is down 4%. We'll see if uh, Apple joins it in the 4% range. And yeah, that that is, that is nice. That is nice. So there's a question here about Google. Uh, actually talking about what about Google? I guess that's when we were talking about uh, what some of the stocks that we've seen that actually was not performing the way that we thought. Let's look into Google. I didn't look into Google today. Uh, let's see. We'll look at Alphabet, the primary. It was down 0.2, and then we'll just look at just look at the other one just for just for reference. Uh, that one was down 0.25. So both of these, to me, it's all of them are in the same boat. I mean, the only thing that's different with uh, actually thinking about Google than anything else is that uh, basically we are going to see them have to deal with the uh, the, the metaverse space and dealing with the iOS type space first and foremost. Um, as we figure out that thing right there, right? Because Apple, I'm pretty sure they're going to give a lot of detail on that because that's going to be questions that's going to come up from analysts during the uh, conference call. It's about how is that iOS app affecting all these other social media giants or are they going to do anything different? 
And for me, Google is the only one that besides Facebook that I believe that's in a better space to handle what's actually going to happen with uh, the iOS system going forward. And I actually believe that Google's in a better spot than Facebook, to be honest with you. Um, I just think Facebook will find a way to make it work for them on one end or the other as they go to advertisers. Because if you really don't, we really don't pay attention that the um, the YouTube portion of, of Google is actually growing way bigger than people give it credit for it. So I think that that search engine alone on YouTube is going to save uh, Google over time anyway. So it's really not going to be a big deal. I think that you'll see Google trend up more likely than not, right? So to me, out of all four, the, all the fang stocks that we're talking about right now, if I had to rank it, Google is at the top uh, that can actually keep on moving in the upward trajectory, followed by actually Apple, then Amazon, then Facebook, okay, with Netflix coming in last. So that's just how I look at it. So that's my take. S&P 500, can we get a look at that real quick to see what we currently see in that right now? Uh, we will see that, you know, it closes down and I was currently at 457.21. So it's trending down a little bit here. We're, we're going to have to pay attention to the VIX tomorrow, definitely. 10-year treasury rates, we got to pay attention to all that. But I do have the Apple's uh, fourth quarter results up. So let's look at it in detail, even though CNBC went over it. I just want to show you exactly what I see. Uh, let me actually make sure before I do that, let me make sure that we can, we can mark this thing up at the same time, just in case I find some good information in there that actually needs to be shared later on for you know reference. So let's get into that. And let's pull that up. So we got this up right here, and we'll see what we got going down. Um, let's look at that. So you see that Apple uh, today announced a quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had posted highlight posted September quarter revenue of eighty four billion, up twenty nine percent year over year, with a quarterly earnings diluted per share of a dollar twenty four. Okay. This year we launched our most powerful product. We already know about the M1 chips plus the iPhone 13 lineup. Record September quarter results capped off this remarkable fiscal year, during which we set new revenue records. Okay. The combination of our record sales performance, unmatched customer loyalty, and strength of our ecosystem drive, drove our active install base of devices to all new time highs. Returned 24 billion to the shareholders. Apple's board of directors, directors have declared a cash dividend of 22 cents per share. Dividend is payable on November 11th to shareholders of record as of close of business November 8th. Can you see that? You probably can't see that. But yeah, November 8th. So that's what they actually put into their actual uh, press release. I'm going to go over the filings uh, later on, actually check it, to do a deep dive into that. So the, I like I like to do deep dives on the stocks that I pay attention to and, uh, you know, bring information that I find valuable. Um, and right now, like I, if you've been following me for a while, I'm loading up in five particular stocks overall. But I'm probably going I'm probably going to drop that down to four because of a reason why I'm going to get into in another video. So you got to be subscribed to the channel so you can see which stock that I'm talking about actually dropping and which stock I'm actually talking about replacing it with over time so you gotta be subscribed to the channel so you can get all that information definitely man pay attention to that and bang that notification bell so when i bring that video to you that you see it but that's just a hint yeah i mean i'm i'm at five and those five are currently uh tesla affirm nvidia apple and disney one of those five is uh i'm actually going to move out of the portfolio and actually bring in a different stock that i actually think is going to be a better long-term play 
for me looking forward and then we'll see where that goes from there so let's look and see what they're actually talking about on cnbc currently at this point in time look they talked to the twilio ceo let's look and let's listen in real quick growth of digital is an important part of our lives, an important part of every company as they are making that transition. And as you can see, COVID has accelerated companies' entry into this new world, but it's not a left turn or you know stuff that we only did because of COVID. Actually, many of the innovations that you saw over the past year were actually naturally part of how the world was moving. It just happened faster than many of us expected. You know, I always think about the, the, the digital, the telehealth uh, solutions and how very few uh, doctor's appointments were done over video prior to the pandemic, but now suddenly we all realize that like, hey, for a whole lot of our doctor's appointment, it is so much more efficient for us to see a doctor over video. And I think that uh, many of us will see a lot of our doctor's appointments via video that we that wouldn't have happened otherwise. Maybe it would have taken a decade and now it's here much faster. And when I talk to companies, they are saying like, look, we are investing even more in our digital roadmaps uh, because uh, a, customers now have these experiences, like we're not going to take them back, whether it's the advances in e-commerce, whether it is uh, things that can be done over video uh, in a collaborative sense or, te or telemedicine or, or distance learning and things like that. I mean, these experiences are now a part of our lives in an even bigger way than before. And so users are accustomed to it and now competitive dynamics, because if a company and all of their competitors went and accelerated their digital roadmaps, well, now it's even more important than ever. And that's why we've been building uh, the customer engagement platform that we launched last week at our conference, which is designed to help every company execute as well as the digital giants to understand their customers and then engage with them uh, in this digital era. And I think that every company is essentially uh, needs to go build a great direct customer relationship in order to win in this digital era. And what they need is the technology that the best digital companies have to learn from every click, every scroll, every purchase, every return, every open, and figure out how do I personalize that experience? How do I make the web page, the mobile app, the emails I send, the text messages, how to make every point of engagement really targeted and great for customers? And that's what we're focused on doing. And I see this as the biggest opportunity in software today. Jeff Wilson. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Up next, your earnings scorecard. We've just heard from Apple, Amazon, Starbucks, and Gilead. All of those stocks in the red after hours. Yeah, man. Also for Apple and Amazon. We're back. It's going to be a bloody Friday, probably. Man. Okay. So let's talk about it, man. Let's recap what happened today. So, uh, first, Facebook changes its name to Meta. Okay. So they'll be changing their. Uh, company uh stock symbol december 1st to mbrs to represent metaverse then we heard from amazon missed on earnest per share missed on revenue and my take on that is one too much pull for in 2020 man like we really got to understand the market has to understand that we pulled so much value for in 2020 that is no way possible that we could have sustained that pace that we was at, especially in a supply shortage, okay? And we're not just talking about in semiconductors. We're talking about across the globe in any type of sector at all. It, it affects everything. So um, we, and now we're hearing that supply chain problems for at least semiconductors are going into 2022. I would expect the same on Amazon calls for them to talk about things of that same nature. Um, I, may not, I may get a chance to listen into that later. Um, but that's what we need to check out. We need to understand what the supply shortages are at, where's the heavily shorted uh, shortages are being found at, and then take advantage of those plays over the same same point of time. So, yeah, so Amazon missed on earnings, missed on revs, and then we seen that actually 
Apple missed on revs as well, but they actually came in even flat on earnings per share expectations with consensus of the Wall uh, Wall Street, which not surprising. Once again, they're in a shortage as well when it comes to the supply demand, especially for the iPhone 13 release. But the crazy thing is, got my iPhone 13. So, you know, it's, it's, it depends on who wants to who wants to be in and who don't want to be in. And really and truly, CEO Tim Cook said they're still going to reach actual all-time record highs in September. So of next year, of 2022, uh, that remains to be seen, obviously, but that's something to stay tuned for because obviously Apple has a plan on how to navigate through this industry at that point in time, which the main question now leads to where we should understand where is the market going from this? I think the market is going to be impacted by this, especially tomorrow, um, especially being Friday. A lot of calls coming in. Uh, that, he, that are due tomorrow. And so we'll see how these contracts play out tomorrow in the market. So if we could sustain something of a, about a 0 0.2, 0 0.3 to the downside in S&P 500, I think that's a relevant, relative good day in the industry, right? Uh, but I don't, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a little rough tomorrow because of these two mega, mega heavyweights actually missing on earnings and people are going to be overreacting and not paying attention to that, they had too much pull for it too soon, and it was overvalued at the point that they had pulled so much value for it in 2020. And that's where we're at. I mean, that's really where we're at right now, which is not surprising. Um, and I'm glad that maybe this gives us a reset. Maybe this gives us a, a, a we kind of like started to ease expectations and started to see those consensus numbers come down quite a bit to where we can get back to proper valuations where we can all go buy in going shopping and take advantage of things of that nature. Let's see what's going on over on uh, CNBC. They're talking about Amazon call. Competitive. Also, as we know, Amazon has been investing in fulfillment and logistics. Osowski says that for the first time since the pandemic began, they are no longer capacity constrained. That may not, though, be a good thing as they head into this holiday season and do see that inflationary disruption. Back to you guys. Deirdre, thank you. Deirdre Bosa. We are wrapping up a wild week of earnings, and there's still more ahead. That means every investor needs to have on their radar when closing bell comes right back. So while they go to commercial and they're talking about what's actually up, let's actually head over to earnings whisper and see what's actually coming up tomorrow. And we can talk about what stocks we should be looking at tomorrow as earnings close out Friday. Let's see what we actually got left out there. So we got Exxon Mobil left tomorrow, Abby, Chevron, Royal Caribbean. Colgate, Phillips 66, MoneyGram reports tomorrow as well. Um, let's see. Roof Chris reports tomorrow. L3 Harris Technologies. Mm, let's see. We got anything else down here? Uh, that may uh, Piper Sandler come out tomorrow. But they actually raised their price target on Tesla today to $1,300, which is very surprising. Uh, for Piper Salad, but I'm glad to hear they did. Um, and that's it. Yeah. So the ones that we got, the key ones that we care about is going to be Exxon Mobil, AV, Chevron, Royal Caribbean, Colgate Palm Olive, and Phillips 66, MoneyGram. I go Charter Communication reports tomorrow, and Roof Chris and L3 uh, Harris Technologies. So, you know, uh, we don't have to wait for that. We already got that out the way. So we don't have to worry about that at all. So let's look and take a sneak peek of what's going on next week as well on monday and we'll go to the calendar we'll go to that uh actual calendar for you know what let's just go ahead we'll go through it we'll look into the uh, actual 
earning whisper report. Let's look at not all earnings and just look at what uh see now they want it. Now they pull me. They always kick me out of here. Give me one second. Get back in here. Um boom boom boom. Boom. I don't know why it always kicks me out when it does that. Okay, so next week we are looking at here we go. All right. So next week we are going to be looking at in the morning. Um really nothing on Monday morning. Let's see if it's anything in the afternoon. Uh Chegg is reporting. Uh Clorox, NXP, uh semiconductors, Simon Property Group. That's a good one for sure. Uh Avis reporting. And it's really a light day. Oh, uh realty income is reporting. That's a that's a, that's a big one to look at. Uh yeah, it's really it's really light. It's really light on Monday. So tomorrow you get a nice little day, but then on uh actual Friday, we have uh, a light day. On um, Friday, we get a big day. Monday is light uh with reports that we're looking at. Um, and yeah, that's where we're at. So let's talk about it, right? Let's talk about um Snapchat actually rebounding today after we've seen all these things that actually happened with Snapchat earlier in the week. So that's uh really uh a stock that we should look at right now and see where it's actually trending at currently at this point in time. Um, let's see. See what we got on snap. It's starting to try to push back up. So we'll go out to the one hour chart and look at, let's look at that. So let's check out Snapchat currently at this point in time. Um, you will see that it's actually still in that box of 5004, 5880, the box I drew a while back here. Um, it's kind of crazy that it actually got close to that box, but didn't go. It didn't bounce off the support line like we thought it would have, but it's actually starting to try to make that move up. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out here. Actually, I think this is a. It was a great opportunity to make a little cash here on Snap in a short term swing. If you fell, if you got it on this on this decline when it came down from seventy five dollars all the way down here to what fifty two. Then it actually opened up the next day around 58, and then it declined down here to that 51. Now it's swing back up. You're looking for that swing from 51 to 58. That's a good play. That is a good play. So if you took advantage of that, congratulations to that. You probably see that here, especially by December time frame. You'll probably see that swing back that direction. But the main play of the day is Lucid, right? If you're just not joining me and you missed my morning live stream today, Hey, this is why you need to be on board on this channel and subscribe to the channel because and ring that notification bell so you get notified when I drop live content. I drop all type of content any time of the day because I don't. I rarely do morning live streams. Matter of fact, today was the inaugural uh, first morning live stream that I ever produced and actually released out today. And man, let me tell you, on that live stream this morning, we actually charted Lucid actual during the day, during the morning way it was actually trending up seven percent. Well, it was still hovering about right about 28.17. So, well, it had to be about 30.17. Nope, nope. It was about 30. 28.17 is where we drew it at because we drew a Fibonacci retracement as we got our support lines together and we got our Fib tracement on. We actually put that together and we actually called 38.05 during the live stream. Well, it was still down about $28, $29 on the day. Well, it was already up 7%. And bam, look over here. When you get up into it, you see that 3805 still on the screen. But look, it was shot right through 3805 to 3978. Pulled back, ran back to the FIB, and now it's declined down from there. But if you was in options, you could have taken a very good advantage of this. 
even if you're in shares, being up almost 40% today on your shares is nothing to sneeze at. So congratulations to those who, who actually got into the play today or got into the play long-term and riding the heavy and high. It's actually moving really good right now based on the news of them getting ready to deliver um, deliver uh, the Lucid Air edition, a dream edition, uh, starting Saturday. So congratulations to those who actually got into that play. So let's uh let's look and see what's actually going on with the sticks real quick. Um, one more time, check that out. We'll see in after hours. Currently, we'll see that U.S. Steel is up seven percent. Cisco is up one percent, well one and a half percent. Matterport up another percent today at the three percent run. Chegg is up a percent. Maritime Digital Holdings had a nice day. It got about five percent pulled back, but now it's up one point two percent in the after hours. Uh, that reminds me. Let's look at uh sheep. We ain't look at sheep today. I'm mean, doing this. Uh, let me make sure I get that on the watch list too. Uh, we ain't look at sheep today, so we'll see. Sheep is actually pulling back off of that uh 21% decline from that 80, 88, 85. So we're already out of the box of, of sheep. So now we got to actually look at new support levels and see where we're at. So right now, um, I don't have another key support level actually. Uh, drawn out at this point. So maybe we do that together right now and see what we actually got on Sheep that we can actually maybe draw one out if there's one available. Uh, looking at it on the daily, not nothing there really. Let's look at it on the hour. Uh, it's going to be really soft, really soft. So really, we're already here at 60, 67. So if I was to watch Sheep actually come back anymore, we'll be talking about maybe at 54.91. <laughs> We'll draw that line there and see where it goes. So I'll brighten these up to yellow. So that way, y'all know I just drew that. We'll lock it in, too. Make sure all these are locked. Um, yeah, if you want to see how I, I short well, my my short, uh, my chart and shortcuts, I have a video on the uh, channel as well that you can check out that you can actually see how I get my uh, shortcuts in so I don't have to keep on clicking the buttons all the time. I just get them where they need to go. But, yeah, she, we're looking at that right now. We're looking to see if that comes down to about 54.91. We'll pay attention to that throughout the day, see where it's at. It bust through 88.85 yesterday. Now it's currently down 23% on the day. Man, let's keep this thing going. Uh, let's talk about some more things here. Let's look at uh, Bitcoin. Let's talk about Bitcoin, see how it's moving today. Because yesterday Bitcoin was down, and now we're seeing the reverse go with sheep. So that's where a lot of this is coming from. And we'll take a look at coin market cap as well. Since we're done with earnings, we can check out coin market cap. I give y'all just a little insight on what's going on over there as well. And then, you know, we'll see where we at then. So we'll see. Uh, we got 4% up on Bitcoin currently at this time. And we see that that's actually moving quite nicely. I want to see it pull back to about 60,460. 60, I want That's the way I want to see it pull back to. Hopefully we can get it back down to the 50,000 range to, to purchase some more. But right now I'm holding off. Um, then we'll look at um, Ethereum. Uh, let's look at that. 42.26, up 7% currently at this point in time. I have no chart on actually Ethereum. The one that I actually purchased instead of Ethereum is Cardano. It's ADA. I don't know why that's not followed. Let's put that on the list. Okay, so we're still in my box with Cardano. So I want to see it pull back more towards this dollar eighty-seven. Um, buying it at this dollar ninety-nine is not a bad deal. Just not what I want to buy it. Let's go down to the on the minute chart. See what we're currently sitting at right now. Uh, let's get a field retracement while we're here and actually see. Let's go to the five minute, do a field retracement, see what we got here. So 
Okay, let's lock that in. So we got right now we're sitting at this uh at this down in this box right here, two dollars to a dollar ninety-eight. So it's probably look like it's heading down to that this support line of a one ninety-eight, which is going to actually probably turn into a resistance line. It'll probably bounce down below it and come back here on that retrace. But it's make but we actually got the soft resistance line above it at two dollars currently. So we'll see how that plays out. We'll keep an eye on that and I'll leave that up. So next time we go and look at Cardano, we'll see what we currently sitting at at the price spikes or decline at that point in time. So okay, let's look over and see what the spy doing. Still sitting at 457. Uh, we'll see what Apple and uh, Amazon currently sitting at at this point too. Uh, let's look over there. Apple still trending down to that 145 support line that I have here um, on the one minute chart. Let's go down to the one minute chart. Yep, 145 support line starting to trend down there. We'll see how that holds up. Then we'll also look at what's going on with Amazon. Amazon coming down to my 32.42 line. We'll see if that's the, that sticks. Still trading in my box between 32.42 and 34.83. So we'll keep an eye on these. We'll keep an eye on these. The, the market is going to be crazy tomorrow. So if you get ready for volatility in the market. You can make money on the way down. You can make money on the way up. Just got to be ready to go um, when the volatility appears the way that it's going to appear. So I recommend if you're in, in call options that are set to expire tomorrow, please watch those. Please watch them. Uh, if you're in margin, definitely be watchful too because you don't want to get called out for margin calls. Um, I hate to see that happen to anybody at all, but you know how we do over here. We rock with me. Uh, you get to learn my psychology behind the stock market any day of the week. If you want to be a part of my Discord, use that first link down below anytime you want. Man, we do it all big things over there. You get access to any trade that I actually make, whether that's short term, long term swing trade, anything of that sort, in either one of my portfolios. And I keep that up there up to date all the time. So that's where we're currently at in the market. It's a big day. I already released another video today. I'm about to release that right now uh, for y'all. So if y'all want to check out that video, definitely, definitely, definitely check that out. It's going to be coming out here shortly. I'm actually about to send it live right now. So I'll even leave it linked down in the um, in the description here. Uh, so y'all can actually click that if y'all want to. And y'all can check that out, man. I just want to make sure I want to. I'm glad that y'all stay here with me today. Check out what was going on in the market, and hope that y'all like the video that I just released. Please check that out and let me know what y'all think. Definitely subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And please have a great day. Uh, you know, we'll see what's going on in the market tomorrow, and we'll go from there. Y'all stay safe. Peace.